Hello everyone, I am Mike, and I'm the American Patriot. Truth, justice, and facts. This political podcast will give you everything you need to know about the political spectrum and the world today. The time to stand up for our country is now. It's time for us to strike back against the liberal media and take down the corruption and the socialist ideas. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. This podcast may contain some strong views and language, so listener discretion is advised. This is Wednesday, July 17th, 2019, and it's a beautiful day in the USA. Well, good day to everybody today in the United States of America. God bless you all. 
Welcome to the American Patriot. I'm Mike, and I'm going to be known as the American Patriot on this podcast. I just want to let everybody know right now, I am a conservative, but I will try and be as fair as I can in my opinions and statements as I see the truths and facts as I see them. And this podcast, you know, is just something to break down what is going on in Washington and America and the world today. I can't stress enough that right now what our government is going through is a downright mess. Our country is more than likely a laughingstock to the rest of the world. And to be honest, I can't say I really blame them because we can't get along. Both sides can't get along. We have politicians on the left especially who do not respect our president. And the biggest issue with that is how can you expect other world leaders to respect the president of the United States when people within his own government don't respect him? I'm not really going to care who I offend in this podcast because, to be frank, I'm going to be real about things. And I'm not racist. I'm not xenophobic. I'm not homophobic. I'm none of those things. I'm fair. I'm a realist. And I'm going to say it the way it is. And I know some people listening to this are not going to like what I have to say and will write back rude and disgusting comments because, frankly, that is what a lot of the left side has been doing to people. They live by a double standard. They turn around and can say things about Trump, uh, Republicans, conservatives, call us racists. Uh, It's like newsflash. Why is it okay for you to label us, but as soon as one of us comes out and says something about you that happens to be truth, you call foul and you call us racist for saying so. It's wrong, and it downright needs to stop. Each week on the podcast, I will be breaking down kind of what's going on this week in the world of politics and what the big themes going on in the mainstream media is going on uh, and breaking down my opinions and thoughts on it. Also by fact checking and doing things to make sure everything is accurate and that the national media is not corrupting what you're thinking and what the truth actually is versus what they're saying, because we know nine times out of ten The mainstream media will lie to you and put their own liberal left side spin to it. So the big debate over the last couple days is based upon what President Trump had to say about AOC plus three. Uh, It's a mess, and these words are totally being misconstrued. Uh, CNN and MSNBC have just been going on total overload as to what Donald Trump had to say. And I quote him when I say, when he said they should go back where they came from. Now, here's the issue with this, and I'm going to describe it here in a second, but listen to how Trump said it, and listen to the quote exactly, and listen very carefully, and I will tell you exactly how I see it. Well, I don't mention, I didn't mention names, and uh, if you're not happy here then you can leave. As far as I'm concerned, if you hate our country, if you're not happy here, you can leave. And that's what I say all the time. That's what I said in the tweet, which I guess some people think is controversial. A lot of people love it, by the way. A lot of people love it. But if you're not happy in the U.S., if you're complaining all the time, very simply, you can leave. You can leave right now. Come back if you want. Don't come back. It's okay, too. 
But if you're not happy, you can leave. But these are American yeah. citizens. The these are American citizens. Well, that's just a very racist statement. Somebody that would say that. So, Speaker Pelosi said, "Make America white." She said, "That's what that's you want." That's a very racist. That's a very racist statement. I'm surprised she'd say that. Why do you want to do that, Mr. President? Three of three of the Congresswomen that you talked about were born in America. So, in terms of going back to fix the problems, what were you talking? about? Well, they're very unhappy. I'm watching them. All they do is complain. So, all I'm saying is, if they want to leave, they can leave, Jim. They can leave. I look at Omar, I don't know, I never met her. I hear the way she talks about Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda's killed many Americans. She said, you can hold your chest down. You can, when I think of America, when I think of Al-Qaeda, I can hold my chest down. When she talked about the World Trade Center being knocked down, some people, you remember the famous, some people. Uh, these are people that, in my opinion, hate our country. And all I'm saying that if they're not happy here, they can leave. They Mr. Can leave. President, they're American citizens. But they're I'm, American I'm sure citizens. There will be many people that won't listen. But they're American citizens. They what do you make of the fact that they're American citizens? They have to love our country. They're Congress people. And I never used any names. Are you but okay with people, people thinking quiet, your quiet, tweets are racist, quiet, Mr. President? Quiet. Are you okay with people quiet. thinking your tweets are racist, sir? Quiet. These I'm are people that if they don't like it here, they can leave. Oh. And I'd be, I, I don't know who's going to miss them, but I guess some people oh. will. When I hear the statements that they've made, and in one case you have somebody that comes from Somalia, which is a failed government, a failed state, who left Somalia, who ultimately came here, and now is a congresswoman who's never happy, says horrible things about Israel, hates Israel, hates Jews, hates Jews. It's very simple. And if the Democrats want to wrap their bows around this group of four people, one of them kept Amazon out of New York, tens of thousands of jobs, would have been a great thing. And she kept Amazon from going, would have been a good deal, I mean... Could you have made better, maybe? But tens of thousands of jobs. And New York has not been the same since that happened. They're socialists, definitely. As to whether or not they're communists, I would think they might be. But this isn't what our country is about. Nevertheless, they're free to leave if they want. And if they want to leave, that's fine. And if they want to stay, that's fine. They hate our country. But they hate it, I think, with a passion. Now, if it's possible I'm wrong, the voter will decide. But when I hear the way they talk about our country, when I hear the anti-Semitic language they use, when I hear the hatred they have for Israel, and the love they have for enemies like Al-Qaeda, as many people agree with me, and all I'm saying, they want to leave, they can leave now. Okay, so when you listen to that, you have a reporter ask Trump about one of his tweets about who he was talking about to go back to their home country. To be fair, Trump may have thought that these some of these women came from different countries, and I can understand that because you have Omar who is very pro, it seems, very pro-Al-Qaeda and seems to be okay with talking bad against America. So, you know, it, 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 that's why he lists off his point about if you don't like living here, then then leave the country. And that's exactly how I feel, too. If they don't like how President Trump is running the country, then leave. Plain and simple. 
too many of these political pundits, especially AOC plus three, want socialism to come to this country. They think that free college and, and free health care should become a thing of the future. But you sit there and tell me right now, what country has thrived and been successful under socialism ideals? Go ahead. Try and find one for me, because you will not find one. It doesn't work. Why they want to bring this to America, I will never know. I will never understand this. And I don't know how people out there can think that socialism is a good thing. Do you people know what socialism even is? That is my question for you. Do you know? Allow me to educate you. The definition of socialism is an economic and political system where the ways of making a living, such as factories, offices, etc., are owned by the workers who run them and the people who depend on them. Meaning, the value made belongs to the people who make it instead of a group of private owners. Can you tell me what the problem with that is? So basically, what that is saying is that, say I own a business. They're trying to say that my employees are the ones that are really the the value of the company and that I didn't build it. It almost reminds me of the same saying that Barack Obama said while he was president that uh, you didn't build that company. Um, It's wrong. It's wrong. You didn't build that. They built that. Or those roads, you didn't. They built that. You didn't build that. that. That company you have, you didn't build that. Obama was driving the fact that anything that you built was not built by you. It was built by what the government allows you to do. And last time I checked, Mr. Barack Obama, if I put my blood, sweat, and tears into a company and I build the building, I build the business and successful, that's something I did, sir. I did that. Not you, not the government. The only thing the government allowed me to do was build it in this country. That's it. So don't tell me that you and the rest of your flunkies in the government built my company when I spent the time doing it. Me. And I'll be damned if I'm going to allow socialism to come into this country and tell me that the people making it don't think that I should be the one to claim ownership of it, that it shouldn't belong to me, it should belong to them. And this goes to my other point right here about illegal immigration. Oh, a very, very, very sensitive subject to a lot of you people. What part of the word illegal and illegal immigrants do you not understand? The word illegal means Not legal. Why should these people be entitled to live in this country and take free health care, free money, free food, free education? Why? I live here and I'm not entitled to that stuff. They, if I went and tried to apply for any of that stuff, I get questioned. 
I get told that, oh, basically, because I live in this country, I've been given the rights, and I've been given the opportunities to do this thing. So if I haven't done it, it's on me. But they haven't been given the opportunity. You want to be a citizen of this country, then fine. I'm all for it. This country is made entirely of immigrants. There's no denying that. We know that. And, and liberals seem to want to drive the point that we don't realize that this country is made of immigrants, that we are all being racially charged towards Hispanics and people coming from South America and Mexico. This is not true. I have nothing against Mexicans, nothing against anybody outside the United States. I don't. But what I do have a problem with is allowing people to come here illegally, just basically saying, come on in, join the party, and while we're at it, we'll give you a bunch of free stuff while you, the taxpayers, pay for it all. Where does that sound fair? Where does that sound like us Americans are being treated fairly on this? Let these people become American citizens and pay taxes like the rest of us. It's really that simple. If you are so bullheaded and and so stupid that you cannot see the facts of this, go back to school. Use your brain that God gave you. If you choose not to, then you can't be helped. But please, for the love of God, go in and do your research and please wake up to just the big fat word that stands right in that line, illegal immigration. Illegal. Plain and simple. Become a citizen. Become a person that provides and helps this country thrive. Don't live off of it. Just so you can claim, I'm living the American dream. You want to live the American dream? Then you become a rightful citizen that's allowed to vote contribute taxes, and work in this country. That's a whole other issue, too, with this whole voting issue with illegals. The left wants illegals to have the right to vote. Why is that? Well, really, it's that simple. Just look at how much they drive the fact that they want them to come here and have open borders. They want open borders because they want these people to vote for them to keep them in power. They know if they stand up for them to do this, if they're allowed to vote, of course they're going to vote for the left side because the left side's the ones that allowed them to come into this country. So it's not hard to figure out why the left wants them here because they know that if they get their way, they can never lose another election ever again. They will stay in full and total power for 20, 30, 40, 50 years to come. That's just logic. I don't need to spell it out for you. That is logic. My failure to understand why the average ordinary person thinks that illegal immigration is okay. You have Hollywood basically driving messages and driving their own little advertisements or PSAs. I think those are PSAs is what they're called. And, and telling people, well, if you don't want illegal immigrants here, then you are a racist. Why does that make me a racist? How does that make me a racist? I feel like that term racism or racist is thrown around way too much, and the whole term has lost its meaning. 
meaning people just throw around the word racism or racist just when they don't get their way. The left seems to drive that point full-hardy, especially xenophobic. This is where everything gets totally screwed up. I don't understand it. Why Americans like you and me, I get why the politicians are doing it, but Americans like you and me, the ones that are so blinded by it all. So if you, if you learn one thing from what I'm saying from this podcast, you don't have to buy into everything that I'm saying. You don't have to buy into every opinion I have, although I am trying to lay out the facts for you that are black and white. Go online, read your own facts. This is what I do. Read your own facts. Don't go on the, the CNNs and the MSNBCs. Don't even go on the Fox News if you don't trust them. Go on there and do your own research on uh, past history and, and definitions of, of words that are being used um, and so on and so forth. Read the story of how the KKK was founded. The KKK was founded on democratic ideals. Yes, they like to tell you that conservatives are the ones that are driving the KKK and that all that racism is, is angering us and fueling us, you know, because of Trump. Newsflash. Trump didn't all of a sudden just drive racism in this country. It doesn't work like that. There is no proof that Donald Trump is racist in the least bit. He has had... African Americans, uh, Chinese, Asian people, all kinds of different ethnicities working for him in all of his years of real estate and, 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 and even the government right now in his cabinet. It's the same thing when they were attacking Donald Trump for hating women. Based upon what? How does the man hate women? Look at the longstanding history of him running his companies. He put women in constant power. Constant power. If you hate women so much, why would you put them in charge of parts of your business? You wouldn't. Look at his cabinet. Look who was running his campaign in the latter half of his campaign run in 2016. Kellyanne Conway. A woman. A woman that helped him win. But he hates women, right? He hates women. Because of that Billy Bush video that came out before the election, okay, I get it. It didn't sound good. It wasn't good things to say. But the man did not say that he was okay with raping women, taking a woman and raping her or, 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 or having sex with her against her will. He didn't say that. Every red, almost every red-blooded man has gone into a locker room and talked about women in some kind of way, in some kind of sexualized way. Women do the same thing as well. So my question here is, what made it okay to record him without his knowledge on that bus and then turn around and release the tape? That's wrong. That's what needs to be questioned here. And I don't know if it was Billy Bush that was doing it against it or it was the network. I don't know. Billy Bush lost his job, and he, as he should have, because 
He probably was in on it. If he didn't do it, he knew it was going on. And he probably pumped those questions into Trump to try to frame that tape to make Trump look like a bad guy. So I am sick and tired of hearing about how Trump is racist and hates women. There is proof to back up that the man does not. Yes, does he use some choice words sometimes? Absolutely. Trump is not your typical politician. We all know this. Us voters voted for him because he became the voice of the people instead of being a traditional politician who just wanted votes, wanted money, and had his own agenda. Us the people are sick and tired of that. We wanted somebody to finally stand up and speak for the people. We have not had a president in office since Ronald Reagan that really felt like the voice of the people. You had the Bushes, typical politicians. Bill Clinton, typical politician. Barack Obama, typical politician. And now we have Donald Trump. Not your typical politician and a voice for the people. What is wrong with that? The man speaks what's on his mind. Yes. Is it always not presidential? Absolutely. I can agree with that. But that's what his supporters like about him. Because he doesn't drive lies to you just to get votes. He doesn't have donors contributing to his campaign to basically say later on, I'll give you this money, so now you have to do me a favor one year down the road, three months down the road, whatever it may be. The man funded his own campaign and basically said to the establishment, you are not controlling me. I am going to run this country for the people. For the people. Not for you, not for your agenda, but for the people. That is why we elected him, liberals. That is why. We didn't want another typical politician in Hillary Clinton and her corrupt politics. We all know about her husband. We know about the, the things that he's done. And we know, Hillary, what you have done. We are all aware of it. And I am sick and tired of hearing liberals say, why does Trump think, why is he above the law? Why is he above the law? That is downright laughable. How can you turn around and say that when in your own backyard, Hillary Clinton had 30,000 emails that were wiped out and they don't even do a full investigation and throw her ass in jail. That's where she belongs. She is a corrupt politician that was hiding things. So don't sit here and tell me and ask me, why does Trump think he's above the law? Why do you think Hillary Clinton is above the law? Why do other politicians think that they're above the law? They want to criticize Trump for his tax returns. I want to see all of their tax returns then. Don't sit here and ask him to do things when you people hide your secrets, hide your money. You expose all that to us then. Don't expect Trump to come forward with it now because you want to find some kind of um, dark horse secret, some kind of big reveal to be able to impeach him. And impeaching is a whole other issue I'm going to cover on another show because that all in itself is just downright ridiculous. I'm going to do a show on the complete Russia investigation on the Mueller report. We're going to break that down and we're going to try to find out what the hell liberals are trying to find because there is nothing there, ladies and gentlemen. The big question is there, 
how did that investigation start to begin with? And Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham is the one that's going to break that down along with Bill Barr because this needs to be investigated. The real investigation is how did this start with the FISA warrants and the dirty dossier? That's the stuff that needs to be looked into. The next thing I really wanted to tackle was is um, Trump and Obama kind of by the numbers. A lot of people like to say that Barack Obama was this truly great president. I can't find a whole lot of facts to back that up. I just find a, a mess of things. And people love to say, well, at the very least, at least he killed Osama bin Laden. Did he? Who's the one that put those soldiers there to begin with? George W. Bush. The only thing Obama did was give the order to go in and get him. That's it. How can Obama take credit for that when all he did was give an order? He is not the one that put those soldiers in that position to get him to begin with. That was all W. Bush. Plain and simple. Don't argue it because that is the truth. So by the numbers, um, Trump's approval rating reached as high as 50% at one time. The highest that Barack Obama's did was 45%. Okay, that's not substantial, and those numbers can be, you know, fiddled around with or based upon, you know, different polls and people. So we won't even really touch on that one. But what I really will touch on here is the unemployment rate. The unemployment for Barack Obama... The unemployment rate was 9.4%. Under Donald Trump, it's been 3.9%. 3.9. So right there alone, I can make a very, very, very big argument, and I'm going to get into that in about a minute or two here. Barack Obama lost 2.9 million jobs while he was in office. We have gained 3.2 million with Donald Trump. And then the first-year deficit was only $665 billion under Trump. Under Obama, $1.4 trillion. We could even get into the fact that Barack Obama accumulated more debt than any other president in United States history. Why is that? We can get into that one, too. Maybe that should be a separate show as well, because... Why did Barack Obama accumulate so much national debt? That deserves some research and some in-depth looking into because there is a lot wrong with that. And we can get into the whole Fast and Furious conspiracy with uh, the money drops, too, on the plane in the middle of the night. We'll, we'll get into all that, too, as well one day because that, that that's a whole other story for a whole other podcast. Um, so GDP growth. 4.1% under Trump, only 1.6% under Obama. These are numbers that, that people don't see. You know, Barack Obama being hailed a great president and people really having no legitimate facts to back it up is a bunch of ridiculousness because how can people sit there and tell me that Barack Obama was a great president? He destroyed health care. Obamacare is just a big joke. Remember in the early days when people couldn't even get into the website because the website was broken. 
The website wouldn't load. People couldn't apply. Then on top of it, you have Obama telling people that, don't worry, when you have Obamacare, you can keep your doctor. That is BS. And I can speak from personal experience on that because I had a doctor that I had for a long time. And after Obamacare got put into place, I wasn't able to keep him anymore because now all of a sudden he didn't take it because of Obamacare. So I can speak truth on this because I have personally experienced that. And you can try to argue that point with me all you want, but me having that personal experience proves it. So don't even try to argue that fact with me because I will go at you all day on that. So the biggest issue here is with, with the, these by the numbers is the numbers speak for themselves. And, and if you're not going to look at this yourself, then you're allowing the media to look at you and basically tell you that all this stuff was, oh, lies. You know, Trump, Trump's numbers are being, you know, fabricated and Obama's are being looked at as, you know, coming in under because it's all conservative witch hunt and blah, blah, blah. That's just something how people seem to look at that whole outlook on things, and, and it's wrong. Just look at the real numbers, and the numbers speak for themselves, and that's all I can say about it. You know, you have people that are basically saying that Trump's economy is booming. Democrats are worried because this is something he can run on alone in 2020 that can win him the election. Because who was the last president that could sit there and argue that the economy was booming under them? Sure as hell not Obama, because Obama's economy was never booming. Barack Obama loves to take credit for what's going on right now, basically saying, I set up the economy where it is right now, and the reason why it is is not because of Trump, but it's because of me. How do you figure, Mr. Former President, how do you figure that? How do you figure that your, the economy right now is because of you? Look at the numbers. They are there. It's not because of you, Mr. Obama. Donald Trump has made the economy thrive with job growth and even trimming the deficit down. This, these are things that are black and white right in front of you. Democrats are desperately attempting to explain away economic reality. They are claiming that Trump's economy is benefiting only, only the rich. Where are those facts? Let's see those facts and those numbers to back it up. But see, every time you ask them for facts, they don't give them to you. It's just like with socialism. When you sit there and you ask them, how are they going to pay for free health care? How are they going to pay for free college? They don't have an answer to it. They avoid it. Look up the videos of AOC being asked those questions or, or college students that are running these, these groups that want free college. They don't know how to answer the question because there isn't a good way to answer it. It's all a bunch of, I want votes, so I'm going to use these talking points and get people to believe me. And a lot of the college community and college students, they're believing it. Between that and their liberal professors shoving all this crap down their throat. So now, the biggest thing here is, is that economists in the Wall Street Journal, Journal predicted that the U.S. economy would generate just 190,000 new jobs last month and a 3.8 unemployment rate. Now, those would have been strong results, and that would have been great. But the April jobs report crushed the expectations as many economists, economists, economists sorry, 
understand the Trump pro-growth policies. Since Trump took office, his economic agenda has been tax cuts, deregulation, fair trade, domestic energy production. These are things that he has come forth and done. Instead of the 190,000 new jobs, he added 263,000 jobs in April. And he pushed the unemployment rate down to a 50-year low of 3.6%. Now, you tell me the man's not doing anything. In fact, the unemployment rate of adult women is only now at 3.1%. It is even lower than the overall unemployment rate and the lowest rate for women since 1953, when fewer women were even in the workforce. So my message to especially the women who will not vote for Trump, do you not support your fellow women and the employment? Do you not support that? Because under him, it has grown to a huge, huge rate. He has gotten the unemployment down. More women are at work, working jobs. This is huge, especially when you look at Hispanic unemployment. That is down to 4.2%. That is at its lowest level since 1973. The average hourly earnings rose to 3.2% for the year, and it was the ninth consecutive month with a 3% or better year-over-year increase. The last time those wages increased 3% were 10 years ago in April of 2009. They don't seem to realize what the overall numbers are. They, they, they like to think that all these numbers are, are, are fabricated or are lies and that we should look into the real truth of it. Oh, really? So basically all of Obama's numbers were accurate, but Trump's weren't. That doesn't that doesn't track with me, okay? So do your homework and and look for yourself. Now, let's get the deportation numbers just for the sake of it, okay? Trump's numbers are nowhere close to Obama's deportation numbers. They're not, and I'm going to tell you why. Under Trump. ICE deportations fell to 226,119 in 2017. It did go up to 250,000 last year. And now, as of this year, we are at a total of 282,242. Under Obama, now this is where the kicker is, his total each of ICE's deportations were above 385,000 each year in fiscal years from 09 to 11, and they hit a high of 409,849 in 2012. The numbers dropped to below 250,000 in his last two years, but his numbers were far above Trump's. So why was it okay for Barack Obama's deportation levels to be so high early on, but now all of a sudden Donald Trump is the bad guy? My opinion on that is because of this plainly. Because after Donald Trump won the election, they knew this was the way they could get votes to allow open borders. And that's why all of a sudden their big outlook on deportation all of a sudden changed. All you got to do is look up Obama's uh, speech. I think it was from – 
it was, I think, right before he got elected or right after he got elected. I, I have to look it up and find out. But in his speech, he says almost verbatim what Donald Trump has said about illegals not coming into this country. We need to deport them back because they don't belong here. Obama said this. Nobody said anything about that because it was truth and it was reality. Now, all of a sudden, the whole outlook on that has changed. Now, all of a sudden, things are, oh, we should allow them the open borders because they belong here. We're tearing away families and children. Don't even get me started on that one with the whole AOC and the whole drinking water on a toilet bullshit. Because that's exactly what that is, is total bullshit. If all this stuff's really going on, then why don't you provide some photographic proof of it going on? Let me see what they, how they live. But see, th- those don't exist because that stuff's not really going on because they don't want you to see what's really going on because that stuff is not happening. Plain and simple. This stuff's not happening. So finally, on this episode, I really want to get into um, these the AOC plus three whole thing that's been going on, especially over the last week or so. Um, especially Representative Ilan Omar. This woman needs to get out of the House and out of the government. She hates America. She has a love for Al-Qaeda. We can see it. Just look at her speeches and how she'll sit there and she will laugh about Al-Qaeda. She will say that 9-11 was just done by these people and she chuckles and laughs about things. How can you laugh about something that is one of the worst disasters in American history? If you are truly an American, Miss Omar, how can you sit there and laugh about Al-Qaeda? How can you sit there and tear down our country every chance you get? Stop talking bad about our United States president. Gain some respect. And if you don't like how things are being run here, then get the hell out. Because frankly, I don't want you here. A lot of us Americans don't want you here. Get out of our government. Get out of our government because you are a disgrace to our country. Plain and simple. The final thing I'm going to say today is I just came across this video that Senator Kamala Harris, a joke to running for Democratic president candidate, saying that Trump needs to go back where he came from. Oh, okay. So basically, you can repeat exactly what Donald Trump said, which apparently what he said was so god awful, but now she's going to say it and they're going to. Consider her a champion for saying it. The double standard strikes again. I am so sick and tired of all the double standards that we go through with this whole conservative liberalism bull. I am a conservative myself, like I've said. But I look at things like this. If we can't work together as one country, what does that make us? Why can't the left and right work together enough to come up with these problems? Why do we fight within ourselves? We are supposed to be one united country fighting back against anybody that tries to attack us from outside forces. You know, they say, oh yeah, we attack any, any enemies, foreign and domestic. Well, newsflash. The enemies that are domestic here are people like Kamala Harris, are people like Alexandria Cortez, people like Ilan Omar. And her other two little cronies. Bernie Sanders. These are people that are threats to our country. They are the domestic threats that we talk about. Wake up people and smell the coffee. 
because this country will be destroyed if you allow these people power. If you don't believe me, that's your prerogative. But don't come crying years from now when the country is crumbling under the foundation of these people and we have nowhere else to go because the upside is long since past us because of these people. Okay, so I want to thank you for listening to uh, the first episode of The American Patriot. I greatly appreciate any subscribers that will subscribe to us on iTunes um, and CastBox. We're going to start out on and we're going to start bridging out to other different platforms along the coming weeks. Uh, We'll be launching a Facebook page for uh, The American Patriot Podcast. So be sure to follow us on there for news updates upon... uh, what episodes we'll be coming up with, what our new subjects are, and some new opinions on things. Plus, you know, be feel free to comment. I know I'm going to probably get some very negative comments on this. I'm used to it. That's what, you know, the left likes to do, destroy, destroy people with a voice, and that's what I'm doing. I have a voice, and I'm going to use it, just like they so uh, proclaim that they do. Uh, you can go on there, and you can make comments about, you know, what I've wrote, good or bad, whatever you choose to do. Um, or even some things on the show that you want to hear me talk about and give my opinions on as well. I'll also be bringing guests onto the show to give us some of their insight on certain things at times as well. So I look forward to that too. And uh, just all, all I do is stress to everybody is just please, you know, do your homework on things. You, you know, do your own homework. Don't listen to any of the media because the media has all of their own agenda. They have their own, you know, left and right side of their views of things. Uh, we really don't have a, a non-biased media station, and it's sad that we don't because journalism is supposed to be is not supposed to be biased, but sadly it is, and uh, that's the world we live in today. So, you know, do your own homework. That's what I do. Do your own homework. You know, be able to distinguish what is fact versus fiction and what, what news site is giving you their side versus what actually is truth because I'm about the truth, and it's time that somebody stands up and gets the truth about what's really going on because – we don't have it anymore, and I'm here to try to give you as much truth as I can, and that's my job on this podcast and my voice to give you truth and be able to get some perspective on what's really going on in this country. So I'm Mike, the American Patriot, signing off, and we will see you on the next episode. God bless the USA, and God bless you all. Mm-hmm.